we really got a doozy this week. Not a ton of new information, two sections of actual just same repeated footage, but a few gems throughout. How did you feel about the episode this week? Mary's piece, I almost got a little pissed off that they were repeating information again, but why did we get McKelty's reveal a second time? Or excuse me, not her reveal. Why did we pretend to the viewers watching at home like they didn't already know she was pregnant? It was worse because at least the other one we got, it was telling her mom and Isabel. Like, what was the point of this one at all? It's the way it was cut, especially when they mention my daughter has a secret. I was like, wait, we already told us that you're pregnant in the last episode. With twins. It wasn't even just the pregnancy reveal. We learned everything. I also learned, and I feel kind of bad saying this, every week I try to give McKelty a ton of grace and say it's probably editing or chalk it up to something. But boy, this week there I couldn't give many excuses, but I have many examples of, of McKelty McKeltying. During the live watch, we couldn't come to an agreement whether McKelty has the worst <laughs> timing or the best timing. I was the one that said it might not be bad timing. It might actually be impeccable timing. Like the greatest impact, the most attention, not bad timing as in like, oh, it's great news, but you just shouldn't have shared it then. No, you know what you're doing. I wanted to give her a little bit of grace because in the moment we were thinking about, okay, we get it. This is great news, but it's also your mom's 50th, which, which is what we're here to celebrate. Yeah. But then again, we, I don't know why we always do this to ourselves. We play devil's advocate and I'm thinking, when are you going to have all these people together? Unless it's a moment like this to be able to tell them. Half of these people already know. That's my issue. I think all your siblings already know. The only people that seems to not know is like grandma and Janelle. Janelle was so happy. Oh, we'll get into it. But I, I almost teared up because Janelle is my girl. <laughs> so I was just getting emotional. Watch her being so happy. We might as well just jump into the birthday party then. We've covered like half of it. So it is a 1950s themed party for Christine's 50th birthday. I don't mind the theme. We did a, was it a 50s or a 60s theme? I can't remember. Was that for New Year's? Oh, we did a 20s theme for New Year's one year. Oh, a 20s. Yes. That was tough. That was a good one. Here's the thing. Christine also was on our vibe. She had a not shown off TV, like roaring 20s birthday party. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was before this or after this, but photos are on Instagram of like her and all the kids, another photo wall, like flapper dresses. Very cute. I turned 30 right in the middle of COVID, so I couldn't do it. But my plan was I'm having a 90s party for my 30th. Like I'm break- I have all my boy band posters still. Like I'm breaking them out. But here's a rub. In the time frame we are in now, would that just mean you're in the current time? Yeah, you could just go to Target and get current clothes and you would fit right in. I do wonder if this is one of those brown, quirky, I'm turning 50, so let's celebrate the 50s. Well, it was McKelty's idea. Why was I surprised she wasn't rocking the top hat? (laughs) 
I was waiting to see a top hat. I don't even know if top hats are like a 50s thing. Do you mean from the infamous yes. ceremony? Yes. <laughs> oh, we need to go back and look at pictures. What if she brought it out for the roaring 20s party? Where did you even buy that? Where do you oh, get where a top was hat that? like that? I thought it was like made made right oh it was made oh i'm you're really cha- challenging my sister wives trivia you're the one with a good memory so i know it's, it's, i'm not gonna has, remember someone has to hit us up because that's the one i actually don't remember where did that hat come from correct me if i'm wrong i think all the kids except gwen all of christine's kids excuse me were at her birthday party i believe that is correct and then gabe garrison savannah i think that's it for janelle's family am i right Cool. Great turnout. Fun to see her with friends and family. And of course, Janelle. Absolute pro move. Whoever thought of the food truck? We had a food truck at our wedding. And I will like as far as catering, it's like the best catering I've ever had. Why are they like the easiest dub, though? Yeah, you pay them. They roll up. There's absolutely no setup. Food just happens. And it's great. Even if it's food or a dessert, in our case, we had a dessert, Mm -hmm. but it's the same. I mean, even that whole vibe and it just feels good. Like going to the food trucks and getting freshly made. It just feels so good. Yeah. If we, we always say we're going to do a vow renewal, like all food trucks, like the dessert, the main food, all of it. You know, we should share, we should show them because I think our photographer captured a really cool scene of the food truck in black and white, maybe if I'm remembering correctly. I think so. Oh, he was he was handing out one of the churro Sundays outside yeah. of the window. We should share that photo. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. Okay. This is where Christine says she has been dating a bit, just having a little bit of fun. And I quickly was like, hurry, no matter what scene, check if David is there. <laughs> Anytime Christine mentions dating or anything of the like, I'm just thinking about David. Yeah, that's all that matters. None, obviously, none of the others matter now. I also find it comical the fact that her I love being single isn't going to age well because I know very soon it's going to turn to I love being married. But I think it's just the phase in her life that she's in. Like she loved polygamy. She was all in. She was single and dating and she was all in. And now she's married and she's all in. So I just think it's like whatever phase she's in, like she's there. She's ready. I would like to say that even though I kind of dogged on McKelty already, Avalon is so freaking cute. She has her little rolls in her arms and her little dress fits her perfectly. She's so cute. Okay, there was one scene during the birthday where Avalon low-key looked like Chucky. <laughs> it was just, I paused it in a bad moment to take the notes hair, and you happen to look perfect. up. The hair was perfect. It was like Chucky if Chucky didn't have any scars. Basically, Chucky, when he's still in the packaging. In a 50s outfit. Looking real cute. Yes. (laughs) This is when they played the twin reveal again, which we're not going to put you through again because we all already saw it. I mean, I get shooting things multiple times. Like, it's, it's what you do. But why would you put it in the final edit? People watch this, right? Isn't that how TV works? Imagine folks that either screen the content or review this stuff. Don't they bring it up and say, hey, this is a bit odd because you just announced that McKelty was having twins, but then you're acting like we're all don't know or we're going to be surprised again. Yeah. I feel like the intern probably brought it up and then the higher ups were like, no, it has to be in. Like, shut your mouth. Exactly. (laughs) And the intern's like, fine. 
Tony and McKelty are talking to Christine and Tony brings up that doctors say, you know, women can't get pregnant while they're breastfeeding, that if you're trying for twins, you're most likely going to need help. And he says, we just had sex. Very open with mom. I could never. Yeah, I would. I would never. <laughs> Even if we do have a child, I'd be like, just just pretend it was just magically. Oh, we, it got dropped off on my doorstep. It's, it's right. by the stork. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I also never heard of that, that you can't or it's harder to get pregnant or you can't get pregnant while you're breastfeeding. I never heard something like that. Is that like a weird like myth kind of thing? I think it's a myth. Do you remember last week when McKelty told Isabel that she was pregnant and had to add the and you're the last to know I've already told everyone. Yep. Mom even knows. It makes no sense because when you say. Everyone knows but you. Are you not counting Janelle and everyone else you just told at this party? Yeah, who's everyone? And if you're calling Janelle a grandma to these kids, wouldn't she count as everyone? Which would then mean, why would you even say it in that way to your sister? Why would you have to say you're the last one to know when, no, you're not the last one to know? I'm, why don't you just reveal to them, hey, I'm having twins. Incredible. Yay. Hurrah. It sours every message to me that she's trying to send. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, you're going to be an aunt again. Guess what? To two. Like, it's not anything nice. It's like, yeah, you're the last to know. And in this case, it was even worse. Like, is this bad timing? I'm telling you, (laughs) this is just the timing's just not right. So on her mom's birthday, right before the guests arrive, McKelty reveals that she told Cody and Robin first before anyone else because she needed help, question mark, uh, because Robin had morning sickness during her pregnancies while her mom did not. The internet exists. I am curious what the community thinks of this. I think a lot of us, there's like just an interesting bond between McKelty and Robin that I don't fully understand. I get they spent a lot of time together, especially because McKelty took care of her children. I don't know for how long. Like, even when I think about that, is this like a summer period? Was this like an extended? We're talking more than a summer, a year, more than a year. How long was McKelty taking care of her children? I would say one, hopefully during the summer, but I would say like one season because Cody and Robin talked about their courtship being so long and it was like one year. I think... Christine is doing her best. And honestly, some of the ways she's responded have been very mature Mm -hmm. as far as like, this is a McKelty story. It's not my story. I'm just in her story, but it's not my story. Because if I was in Christine's place, like I would feel just a little bit offended. It's like, why wouldn't you like, I am your mother. I I gave birth to you. I would be salty. You didn't feel, for whatever reason, comfortable telling me first. And before she mentioned the morning sickness part, I was getting ready to tear her up. But (laughs) I got the point. Morning sickness. You're trying to relate. Get some details from me. That was directly impacted by that. Now, before that, what I would have gone in on her was, why would you tell them when they're further away, as far as needing help, they're further away. Your mom, self-proclaimed, is 20 minutes away And you wouldn't tell her first? I just found that really odd. So is she trying to get in slash stay in Cody and Robin's good graces? So that's why she does all this stuff favoring them? I have my theories and I'm such a butt for even thinking like this. But I've mentioned it before. 
there are kids still getting money from Cody. I think you even told me that that legitimately happens. Yeah. And I think McKelty's probably one of them. Oh, she definitely is. If she's actually in good good graces, graces. you're in the good graces of the king and queen. You're still getting money. And for whatever reason, I don't know your financials. You might need that. And mind you, I'm probably looking way into this. And this is just a girl who wants to maintain a good relationship with her mother and father. And this is just the way it's going to go. I just don't think I could against my mother who just left this dude who's favoriting this other woman. I don't think I could either. I think which is why it just rubs you and I a weird way. And I don't know if other people in the community have voiced that. But I just think if I was in her place, I, I would not be cool with Cody. I mean, everyone's an adult. You can have relationships outside of obviously your relationship with your mother. That's fine. but And even the track record that Cody has accumulated. I mean, it's, it's just more and more evidence piling up against him. Yeah. So wouldn't that even increase the likelihood of you thinking this might not be a good person? I'm fat. If someone in the community has thought things like this, please let us know. I'm curious if I'm alone, if other podcasts are kind of in that same wavelength. We cut to an interview with Robin and she says, I guess we're the first people she told. I guess she feels safe doing that. I'm honored. And then the show shows a picture of Robin and McKelty in matching shirts. In a future scene, Cody mentions where in polygamy, everything is a test, right? Everything that happens is a test. But in the same way, yes, everything's a test, but everything that happens is also like, like you just earned a pin. Yeah. You just earned something, right? This is the scout. You just yeah. did something. Well, now Robin has the pin of, I was told first. She also has the pin of being in the room when those kids were born. That must have been... Well, I don't know if she was actually in the room, but she was there in the waiting room with Christine in the same room. Yeah, because you got to think eventually you have to, okay, yes, you can be in the birthing room, but then you have to kind of go back to the family waiting room. You're kind of going a lot of back and forth. That must have been so awkward considering these people are not friends. No. So Leon caught something really interesting. In one of Christine's talking head, after she talks about the relationship with McKelty and Robin and Cody and how that's her decision and her life and that's great, she says, we go back to talking about telling Janelle and she says, Janelle's going to be so f- excited. I was like, wow, this editing was gold. Not only was her <laughs> face not shown, but you can totally tell she, met, she, she said, Janelle's so fucking excited. I think so, too. I doubted it. And then we went back and played it. And it's like they tried to simultaneously like cut and speed up the tiniest section. Well, because you have to cut the audio, but then make it natural between words. That you could have cut that word. I know, and not, I know. But you know, they left that you, you, in. You definitely could have. <laughs> the intern was like, I'm not putting in this McKelty scene. And they said, yes, you are. And he's like, well, I'm putting this in then. <laughs> I just love knowing that the characters are the people that we see on TV no matter which way they portray themselves, they're just humans like every one of us. They curse, so on and so forth. Like we're all human. So I like when they reflect more of what we are as people. <laughs> Janelle and her sister were so cute. Their dresses, the great. hair, the makeup, absolutely beautiful. They killed it. I do like seeing Christine's mom because I know they had a very kind of strenuous relationship for a while after her mom left polygamy. 
So I hope they've had a chance to reconnect and are doing better. We get a flashback of the scene in Flagstaff while they're sitting in a circle in their camping chairs where Christine is telling them that polygamy was decriminalized in Utah and essentially is like, well, we should go back. She wonders what they would look like if they did move back, where they would have settled and wonders if she would have stayed. Cody says he doesn't think where they lived would make a difference at all in the family. Robin has a lot of her own wonders and in the end wonders if they would still be together. Janelle also says essentially the same thing that Cody says. The writing was already on the wall. Her added portion was Cody's preference for Robin was more pronounced during COVID. This is a very rare time where I completely agree with Cody. I don't think it would have mattered where they lived. This was going to happen either way. We did a play-by-play during this scene of, okay, let's imagine they're in the cul-de-sac and they just stayed there and COVID went down. It would have been even more awkward if for some reason your dad's like, I can't go out there. The COVID's out there. Got to stay with Robin. But then you physically see the nanny go in and out of their house and whatever other services they, they need. You see him to leave to Oklahoma for a week. It's like, I saw you pack your bags to go traveling. Like, where'd you go? You're talking about the COVID and you can't come to our house. You just went on like a three day trip. Can you imagine Isabel going to get this surgery done? He doesn't go and he doesn't help take care of her when they get back just across the street with Robin. Oh my God. It would be worse. It would be be so much worse. Yeah, I would agree. Christine's outside with the majority of the party. She tells everyone, hey, place your order at the food truck. You can go inside. There's plenty of seating. And Janelle's like, oh, do you want to sing happy birthday now? And McKelty just interrupts and says, wait, 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 wait. I have a really good, exciting gift for you. You're going to like it a lot. It's your daughter pregnant with twins. Annoyed number one incident. Don't cut off Janelle. Why couldn't you say it like at dinner when everyone was already settled? Like, Just had to do it right then. Again, impeccable or awful timing. (laughs) I am curious to hear other people's perspective on this. I wonder if they're triggered as much as we are. Yes. Oh, they are? Oh, people go in every week. I need to get privy to some of these details because sometimes I feel like I'm alone in some of my opinions. Maybe you're not listening as closely in the car. Every weekend we listen to basically every Sister Wives podcast on this earth. Like legit, if you have one, we, we listen, listen to we it. listen to you. So <laughs> we, we we love you. We appreciate you yeah. for making the content. We, we listen see to you. everyone. And so while we're running errands or going to games or whatever we're doing, grocery shopping, there's a Sister Wives podcast on every single weekend, all weekend as we run errands. And so... I'll point out next time when it's coming up in case you're spacing out. Janelle did have the best reaction, though. It was so sweet. It made me emotional. She gave her a hug and she was so excited. It was such an honest reaction to hearing this kind of news. She was, it looks so happy. Yeah. And in her interview, she was like, more grandbabies. Amazing. And McKelty did confirm that is grandma. So I'll give her that. I appreciate that. I felt like in the next scene when it's just kind of Aspen and Mitch talking about the party, I feel like that's the first time I have seen Aspen actually talk to the camera directly and in this season. This was a legit like two full sentences. I know. 
I'm glad we got it. We never get to hear from her, and I really like her. You know, the SS was cool, but I don't mind the older kids essentially protecting themselves. Oh, not at all. I could not hate on that at all. I want anything from Daddy Logan, but I cannot blame him at all for fully distancing himself. So much so, not even a glimpse of him on the self-filmed footage at Christmas when all the kids came to be with Janelle. Yeah, I think part of it is to protect himself. I think maybe he might be thinking, what's the point? Like, I don't have anything good to say. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is, but well, I'm, I'm Of happy. anyone. Yeah, I'm happy that they're protecting themselves and just kind of doing their thing. Janelle talks about how she's having a great time at the party and it feels like a big declaration of independence for this new life for Christine. As everyone is sitting around and eating dinner and kind of hanging out inside, it was no nice little glass clink or a, hey everyone, we're gonna sing happy birthday. It was nice, you're sitting at a table, you're talking to your friend and it's just happy birthday. Timing. Impeccable. <laughs> like if, if you go back and watch it, like legit, people are having full on conversations, enjoying their time. And it's just a hard cut. In Robin's talking head, she says, Cody and I were not invited to Christine's birthday party. It's really hard for the kids and I when we find out that the family's gathering and doing things. It stings when we find out. I would like to know if Robin attended her husband, David's first birthday after the divorce. Is this customary? It's just, I would not it's think just so. weird because I don't get offended when someone who's not my friend doesn't invite <laughs> me to their birthday. No. Like, someone that actively dislikes me. <laughs> no. I never think about that ever. There should be no expectation that you, who arguably may have had a hand at ending a marriage would not be then invited to that woman's party. It's Cody. It's not her, but and she does stuff that's questionable, but it's Cody. (laughs) If it's 70% Cody, it's still 30% you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not helping the situation is what I'm getting at. You're not advocating for Christine. If anything, the last time you were with her, you were talking mad shit. You were on her back porch crying and telling her she didn't even try have dates <laughs> yeah and then that happens like <laughs> they just, why they do just, you think you're coming to this party literal date at me have dates <laughs> christine mentions that she thinks it would be great if robin's kids were there but that this isn't the place for a reunion and i fully agree this is another moment where we mention the word reunion It has to happen, right? It has to. They should say, we're not doing any more seasons until there's a reunion. It's just so hard to get that many people in one place, especially people that don't like each other. But they're a family. They got to figure it out. Or you don't, and then you just suck it up, Robin, and you stop crying about it. Like, (laughs) you get one or the other. If we had a family (laughs) reunion and Robin walks in the room, seeing all these lovely faces, she would break down in tears. And then... Somehow she's a victim. This is trauma to her. She is putting up a wall and she is not safe. I will give it to McKelty. The cakes looked pretty good. The cakes looked really fucking good. I didn't know there was such thing as like an alcoholic cake. I never heard of that either, but that sounds bomb. 
but then I question, like, if you're baking it, doesn't that bake out all the alcohol? So is it like a Thres Leches where you would, like, add Yeah, it's like a wet cake. That. Yeah. But it looked not like that. We're going to have to Google some recipes or something. I know. But, yeah, even the decoration on the outer decorations looked... Very cute. Very good. Janelle says that this is the easiest party she has ever been to. No politics and no waiting for someone who's late. Shots fired. Who's always late? Actually, this is a callback to... Robin here mentioning that she didn't get an invite, but Gwen had a wedding. <laughs> she did. In the town they live in. Correct. About 15 minutes away from their actual home. And they were two hours late. Accurate. So I invite you. What makes me think you're going to make it across state lines <laughs> to my birthday when you couldn't even be on time to your daughter's wedding? Yeah, I valid. We're talking birthday once every year, wedding maybe once a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But you were two hours late to that. And down the street. Make it make sense. <laughs> oh, we said something to each other I had to note during this. We were talking about how this looks like what the Brown family used to be. And I it's mean, just so sad. Multiple tables, people on people on people. Kids everywhere. I mean, granted, they're like older now, but. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing when other folks, for example, Robin or Mary, they talk about the family or getting the family back together. But the folks doing things that look like the old Brown family are Janelle and Christine. Mm-hmm. There's a version that's still alive. That's like, still well. From Cody and Robin's side, we don't see them host anything, have big events. Like, we just don't see any of that. They're a cheap version. <laughs> exactly. They mentioned this whole cheap version idea. I'm like, but you guys are just this micro version of what the Browns used to be. Yeah. Truly, the heart of it is Christine and Janelle. And I wish Mary was in that. I truly do. And I know she was such a butt back in the day. I know she was awful. We get evidence of what some of that was in this episode we do it's good those flashbacks were like classic mary speaking of mary we go to parawan and see blair when i saw blair i knew i knew that face i've seen him on instagram multiple times he's mary's disney world disneyland buddy kind of wild i do appreciate that as an adult you have a disney group of friends you go with they're down hear me out what are your thoughts that besides the cody mary stuff her entire storyline is doing something with this side house in Parowan for episodes now yeah like that's the that's what we're gonna take mary on this entire season that's her growth is remodeling this what used to be a storage unit we're getting tidbits, though, and there is that mid-season teaser that showed her actually telling Robin and Cody she's out. I am waiting for that glorious scene. I guess I just want so much more for Mary than an entire season of her essentially remodeling a side house. But it's so much more than that. The redefinition of her life, of her moving on, of her creating a new home, of trees coming down and it not being scary. I hear you, but even in her talking head, she still talks about just Cody and this whole concept. I'm like, you've clearly, you're clearly past that, but you're still talking like you're in it. I think she has to, to reflect on those scenes, right? I see. Because um, you'll see her talk about other scenes and she's like, no, 
screw him. <laughs> so how do you feel about industrial steampunk in the way it was presented? I don't even know if I got a valid industrial steampunk visual. That was just a modern visual. She likes modern, I think, with some gears added. I do get the industrial, whereas it's sort of like more beam work, the yeah, staircases. I, do love. I, I get that, and I and I do really like that. But it did seem more of a modern design. Mm-hmm. So Mary met Blair online about four to five years ago. She says they've cautiously been talking due to the catfishes of the world, essentially. I am curious, seeing as how Mary went through that experience, she's still meeting people online in some shape or form. I mean, this could be fans hitting her up and she sometimes responds, sometimes doesn't respond. Well, LuLaRoe is like 90%, 99% online. But is Blair a part of LuLaRoe in any way? Maybe part of her downline. Oh, interesting. Maybe that's how they met. I don't know. One of her MLMs. I did not realize that the catfish would be brought up ever again. And it brought me so much joy. The flashback of the office scene. Infamous office scene. That was confirmed that scene she is talking to the catfish. That's the theory. When she's like on her phone a bunch in that season and like always in that office. Yeah. Okay. Mary, your desk setup back then. Oh my gosh. I know. Was not it. Like it it hurts my soul. Prop that monitor up. Bring that keyboard to you. You don't go to it. Like my neck hurts watching that. Yeah. Like super extended. We need ergonomical sitting. Although Mary learned her lesson. She says. Yeah, but when I meet people from now on, I require a video chat. (laughs) Good job. That's important. But it does bug me even to this day. She doesn't really take accountability for it. She says that whole story was blown out of proportion. I know my truth. And it's like, yeah, you know your truth, but like, there's a lot of audio and visual evidence. There's always multiple sides to a story, and I'm just wondering... Okay, Mary, what is your side to this story? Like, what have we blown out of proportion? Yeah. If you could talk about it or write about it, I would really appreciate that. Because we need, obviously, from your eyes, we need some clarification. Like, what could she say that's different? Like, yes, she was taken advantage, but like, it's there. You were kind of looking for something. And I don't even blame her. And I wish that catfish no, was I real. Don't, I don't blame you, Mary. I wish the catfish was real. I know. I wish she rode off into the sunset. Never looked back. Lived happily ever after. You pointed out that you liked her hair in that phase. <laughs> we were talking the, about the, the phases, many hair phases yeah, of, the Mary. Phase of Mary. And you're like, that one's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good look. Now we got like super edgy Mary with yeah. the red streaks going Steve through her Park. hair. Yeah. It's, it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. Man, when Blair and Mary were talking about, okay, a big workspace, an island, the dressing room, the fitting room, I was like, this room is tiny. (laughs) Like, where is this going? Why do we need an island? Can we have a shelf? This room looks like it's 8 by 20 or something. It's like the size of this office. And I'm not even being Uh, dramatic. How are we fitting all this in here? Also, I did find it interesting that we had to wait for Jen Jen shows up and we're going through the plans and Mary talks about how 
Jen's provided her so much like input and insight into things. But when Jen's providing input, mind you, like most of it was jokingly, but when Jen is providing input, Mary's just shooting it all down. So I'm like, why did we have to wait for Jen? I think it's more of a like kind gesture. So like Mary isn't involved, invited to anything. Sure. So she's inviting someone that was really important to her to enjoy this moment with her, to experience this moment with her, even if it really doesn't involve her. So it's I like, think it's more that. Be a part of this design. Yes, this you get journey. no say. You get no say like, in it. No one gets a but say. But you can like witness it. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Also, one more point here. When Mary said that she hates circles. She hates circles. They're a waste of space. But if you think about it, not in a table. That's the most not in efficient. A table, not on a table, but I'm also like, ma'am, you want to talk about wasted space? <laughs> you are one human being living in like a 5,000 square foot home. Also, it's so annoying. I have to keep saying like Robin said in her talking head, Robin states, because we can never just see Robin and Robin can't just talk normally in a scene. We always have to have a setup scene in an interview for Robin every episode and I'm over it. We don't witness Robin living. No. Just living. How do you get that deal? That you don't have to ever you don't have to have cameras following at you at all. You'll come in, do a couple interviews, and bam, a season. I need that. I know. Cause I don't want to be on reality TV, but I'll give my two cents in that no one's asking for. I'll like respond to video all day <laughs> all long. All day. <laughs> Robin says that she does know Jen and wishes that she and Mary could be that light. Like her and Jen are with each other. But she knows the role that her and Mary have with each other. And that is helping each other through the trauma with everything. This is actually pretty deep. I, again, kind of wanted to roast Robin. But her perspective on this was actually pretty accurate. Because of the life that they've lived and the history they have, they can't really have this ha-ha hurrah relationship. Because there's like... There's just a lot of, I don't want to say negativity, but there's like bad memories in the past and experiences they've lived where they have to recover from those. Whereas Mary and Jen, they've only ever known each other as like great friends. They don't have, again, they also don't share a husband. Like they don't have all of these alternate dynamics to, to work through in their relationship. Now, because I have to like counter you on every point, apparently this week in all of our podcasts, I'm sorry. The issue with that for me is Robin never tried to be that with Mary. And also she amplified the trauma onto Mary. I see what you mean. I mean, just recently we saw Mary said like, yo, you have to reach out. Yes. Like, you have to let me know if you need me, mm -hmm. which tells us you don't reach out. Yes. So how can you have the, I, I see now I'm like countering myself. It's like, how, <laughs> Sorry. Can, how can you expect to have this if you don't put any effort? Robin's trying to make it seem like they're trauma bonded when like the trauma was perpetuated by Robin and Cody. Again, mostly Cody. Robin ends this scene by saying, I'm not jealous. I just want more too. And baby, if wow. an entire show could be summed up in one sentence, that would be it. Robin always wants more. It's interesting that in this moment, Robin says she wants more, but that's basically what every wife that has left Cody wanted. And he said they were a bad sister wife for it. 
As Blair is setting up the reveal, Mary talks about how no one in the family knows about it. She wants to share things with people in her life who are excited for her, people who care. So of course, that will be Blair and Jen in this case. We go back to Flagstaff in Janelle's new apartment. I would like to point out that this apartment is a hair bigger than our house. And we definitely are confirmed living in a casita currently. (laughs) I mean, inevitably, Savannah's, you know, hopefully going to go to college, do her Mm -hmm. own thing, move out, so on and so forth. So realistically, it would just be Janelle in this casita. And if I think about it, if I was the only person in this house, that's like a lot of space. It's a lot of house. Like, it's plenty. So I don't blame her for just being like, yeah, 1500 is great. Even in the house, that's fine. Cody keeps talking about how Janelle is rejecting him and continues to reject him. Janelle says that if he wanted to reconcile, he would set up counseling. He would put in the effort. It's interesting. This entire scene of the apartment and Cody's talking head and Janelle, Cody keeps mentioning this, but he never responds to Janelle's statement of, well, if you really wanted us to reconcile, you'd put effort in counseling. Mm -hmm. He never responds that. He just mentions it as, she's rejected me and reconciling isn't an option. I'm like, you can't just keep repeating that. Are you going to answer why you're not going through counseling? Because like you mentioned before, you can't just pretend everything's okay. Sweep everything under the rug. What is it? The drunken family. I was just going to say that. Isn't that amazing how that's not acceptable when it comes to the boys and other people. You can't just sweep things under the rug and you can't be the drunken fight, you know, the drunken uncle or whatever it was. But now he's like, what do you mean? I took you on a date. He's like, what do you mean? We can't reconcile. I'm like, yeah, we can't reconcile because we have problems. We have issues that you're doing nothing about. She fully put the ball in his court and he kicked it over the fence. Like he's not doing anything productive. Something else I was a little bit salty about. We put so much time into Janelle moving. We're moving a beanbag or whatever. <laughs> But then we're like magically in this new apartment. But beside the point is like we spent so much time in that moment that it's just like the a snap of fingers. We're like magically in this new apartment. Just totally skip all that. Yeah, no like decisions on moving or moving. And it sounds like Cody definitely didn't help them move. I wouldn't think so. And it seems like Janelle was smart. I bet you a lot of her stuff went into storage because she even mentions about like just working on getting rid of that extra Mm -hmm. furniture. I think that's a smart move. Very smart. Janelle brings up that Cody makes some more effort with Savannah now. He'll take her out to dinner every couple of weeks. In my mind, that means once a month. Yeah, I mean, every couple of weeks. That's anywhere from two to three weeks. So yeah, it's like just about once a month. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. That's an improvement. That's more effort. Yeah, once that a month. That sucks. And it's not like... She comes over for dinner. Granted, she, of course, would. I don't think she would like that very much, but. You kind of brought this up. The way they worded that is he takes Savannah out to dinner. Like she's not going to Robin's house. No, doesn't bring her over for dinner. My thought there was that throughout the season, some folks mentioned like, oh, that's not a safe space or, you know, walls are up like you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. And even for the kids, and I'm sure Cody's realized this, it's also not safe for the kids to come over to Robbins because that would probably make their feelings towards him even worse because they see, they see him being a father in this home. You're like, you are not like that. 
when you're at my place. You never cooked, clean, like, nothing. I've never seen you help my mom with the dishes. Yes. Or I've never seen you do X, Y, and Z, and you're doing that here a lot. You're giving these kids a lot of hugs, a lot of kisses on the forehead. I'm yeah. like, I barely get that. It's all right, Savannah. You don't want those bland chicken breasts anyway. Also, another reason that Savannah isn't allowed over is be probably because Brianna doesn't like her and we're going to do anything that Robin's kids want. That's really random. Like, what's up with that relationship? Like, why are, why are you guys enemies? For no reason. Of all people, Savannah, who's never uttered a bad word to you about you anything, and you had the audacity to come into her house, which happened to be an RV at that time, and make fun of it. Do you she think, should be punking you at school. Do you think part of this is that, but also, I obviously they're kids. Do you think part of it is, where are they in the hierarchy of high school? Like, is Brianna popular and Savannah's kind of like a nerd? Like, what, what, what is this? Is that also part of it? Like, one of them thinks each other's a butthole or something? Like, I, I don't get that I'm dynamic. sure they're in different friend groups. Yeah, they're not. Whatever it is. I mean, I couldn't predict it at all. Sure. But... Yeah, definitely not in the same friend group. Brianna just seems like such a mean girl and Savannah's so quiet. I'm like, you're mad at Savannah? You're mean to of anyone. Is it because she's like easy to pick on because she's not going to give you shit right back? Do it to Gwen then. Yeah, I mean, I know these are kids, but man, if you could only realize it, that you're in a freaking McMansion and Savannah was in a trailer. And that's still like your dad's other child. Like that's a child. They're in a tiny apartment. You're like your bedrooms half the size of their apartment. Like you need to have some perspective. You need to chill. Just be nice. That's all minimum. Just be pleasant. Janelle talks about how Cody has never been in this space. And that makes her feel like it is solely her space, her little sanctuary. And I love that for her. I also love that he kept commenting how like big things were because he was like from the moment they moved there, he was always bitching about the places she lived, but he never did anything about it. You know, the patriarchy, the head of the family. I do wonder if Cody's strategy coming into this was you have to be super complimentary about this apartment because you effed up the previous visits. (laughs) Maybe. Janelle says it's probably the nicest place that she has lived while in Flagstaff. And it's because she got it for herself. Like, let's be honest. Cody couldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And now she's doing it for herself. So Janelle wants Cody's help hanging art. She should have just called Christine because this is not even worth the effort. In my mind, I get it. And you mentioned it. This is a tiny little olive branch she's extending. But Janelle, don't even give him that. You have two boys. Like, be like, yo, come over and hang some art for me. Savannah and her could knock it out, it's honestly. Like, why? It's the olive branch. It's gonna, the come find do you, something. No, let's get you a stud finder, a tiny little three-step <laughs> ladder. Knock that nail in and just hang that thing even. You'll be straight. Honestly, just hiring a handyman would solve like any problem Janelle has. You would never need to call Cody again. Deep cut. That's how she met the cowboy. What? Oh, oh, I love boy. it. He's a, <laughs> he's retired, but he does handyman services on the side. Calloused hands, wears a cowboy hat and like a vest of some sort with some patches on it. And he kind of has a raspy voice. I can't even do that accent. I can. No, <laughs> no. Cody says maybe it's just a test. I've been married to four women and everything is a test. Pick me, pick me, do something for me. Yes, these are four households. 
that need their husbands or the dad, the, you know, the other part of this family. Yes, it's not a test. These are actual things. Responsibilities? Cody, not every responsibility is a test. Cody says it just dawned on him that this might just be her place. The last apartment was their place together. She moved here and it doesn't look like he'll be living here with her. It's hers, not ours. I don't know why she's showing me. Our daughter lives there. Yes, you should know where your minor daughter lives. I do love that he picked that up so fast that this is definitely Janelle's space, Mm. not their space. This is fresh too. Did you notice all the boxes? Yeah. Like... Like, not, we're not fully unpacked. There's I say stuff that, everywhere. but a lot of these moves lately, there's been boxes. Oh, like. you're right. It's been a little bit. I think they actually did say. <laughs> Back in Parowan, we finally see the big reveal of the plans. Mary loves everything except the white countertops. I'm kind of with her. I'm, I, I, I'll say it. I'm not very design savvy, savvy though. So, I mean, I'm, I'm probably also wrong. I hear you, but... A lot of the times I side with the professionals and if the interior designers like you need, it needs to be white. I'm like, okay, it's going to be white. You know what? You know what's happened? Hmm. Blair has lived through too many moments where he said, yeah, you might want to get this, this color, that texture, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, no, I want this. And he's like, okay, they do the whole project exactly the way they've described. And they do the grand review and they're like, Mm, I kind of wish that was white. And he's like, yeah, you <laughs> he's fucking, like, no, <laughs> I fucking told you that's what it should be. And he's trying to, t- he's trying to be like, Mary, it needs to be white. I'm telling you, I he's have probably lived, right. I have lived through this. Yeah, he's probably right. But I see Mary's side in this. Cause I do love the look of like wood and then a little bit more industrial and modern. And we get an amazing, amazing callback to Mary building her house in Vegas. Those were such good seasons. Like Mary was so picky. I mean, you're arguing over an inch difference on something. Are the lights even? A sliding door. Uh, oh, if we Things no, I've never we, thought we about. We're not going to have a sliding door. Things I haven't thought about. <laughs> so is a sliding door considered cheap? That's what I don't get. Like what? It's it's a door. It's a type of door. It doesn't mean anything. It must, me, it must have say. some significance or something that I'm not aware of. I might want a deck or a wet bot. <laughs> that scene gets me every time. She doesn't want any more bedrooms, but she might want a deck or a wet bar. I'm pretty sure we're saying that in reverse, but I like the way I said it. <laughs> oh, classic Mary. Oh my gosh, she even did the thing where she's like, is that straight? I'd be like, it's straight. I'm telling you, it's straight. We're <laughs> she not, knows it's not straight, we're though. We're not doing more work on this. I loved when... Uh, Mary, we're over budget. When Mona Reiki told them, like, you have to stop coming to the site. Like, no, you're delaying the project. You can't come anymore. You know she went. <laughs> that wasn't going to stop her. But this is where we get some insight that Mary... Self-aware is a control freak. Yeah. She calls herself that and Cody calls her that as well. And she mentions that, yeah, it's something I need to let go of or improve. So clearly you haven't improved that at all, which goes back to this is probably one of the main reasons 
Christina Janelle just did not vie with Mary. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember from the book, uh, if you bought the wrong detergent, she'll rip you a new one. (laughs) If you put the oranges in the fridge instead of on the countertop, you're going to get reprimanded. This was Mary's house and you're lucky you live in it. I think early on they got that vibe and they're like, this is not my person. Does that feel like a weird trait to have for someone to go into polygamy? Because like so many things just can't be in your control. So wouldn't that someone who is a control freak, wouldn't that bug you? Because you just can't control everything. There's all these families, all these dynamics. Logically, yes. But the religion aspect has every reason of why that's normal and is is expected and sacred loneliness and, you know, like, yeah, that's a normal emotion as would be jealousy and wanting to run your household and, You're going to be wife number one. But in the end, like so much of it can be excused by the religion. You know, I just thought about Hmm. when Mary didn't let the kids use her home as a pass through Mm -hmm. in the Lehigh house. Yeah. That could kind of go back to the whole control freak part of this is like, I can only control my domain. And you know what? As a part of my control, you cannot come through here. Yeah. Kids couldn't really hang out in her house she didn't want them on her furniture she liked nice things she didn't want you going through her house so you had to go outside there's many examples over the years i just find it we're coming full circle again circles here <laughs> she hates and that the fact that mary <laughs> go full square. mentions like it's something i have to let go of i'm like again mary it's it sounds like you haven't improved at all but she acknowledges it step I mean, yes, one now you've acknowledged it but it's like you're so deep into this thing we call life and even your relationships that you're acknowledging it when essentially you're losing all these relationships, which is kind of a bummer, right? Versus acknowledging these things much earlier in this process. But I don't think she lost those relationships because of her control issues. I mean, yeah, actually probably with Christine and Janelle with Cody. I don't know. There was a lot more there. there, There's so much more. And there's so many pieces even to that relationship that, I mean, what if this was one little tidbit? What if Cody, it bugged him that she was a control freak, but he can't voice that and it would hurt her feelings. Like we don't, he's we don't a know. Control freak. There's like, yeah, there's like all these, <laughs> there's so many avenues, these relationships. It's hard to just say, it's not just one thing, but it's like, no, if we're saying it's a multitude of things, well, this could be one oh, thing. I could definitely see that because there's really only so much of that you could take. Back in Flagstaff, Cody talks about how he doesn't want to build a house over a garage that if they're going to do something bigger, they might as well have the space. He says it's either build a casita or build the main house and then the casita. And Janelle would like to point out that she doesn't know why this is a we. Cody is not putting any money towards the build of this house. This dude has some cojones. (laughs) I know. He still expects these folks, in this case Janelle, to put in money to build the quote-unquote main house, quote-unquote Robin and Cody's house, why the fuck would I put in money for you to build another McMansion that I'm not going to live in? When he said main house, does he mean her main house? Because the casita was supposed to be something until her main house. So that's where I was a little confused because that was my initial reaction too, was the main house was that, that huge house. I don't think they're ever building that huge house. Absolutely that not. That is such a money suck. There is no way they're building that big house. There's just no way. The way she's describing it, it, it sounds like, no, I'm comfortable. Like, that 
Casita is my home. And then Cody mentions, oh, it's like kind of, he didn't say this, but it's like dumb to have two acres and have this little casita on mm-hmm. it. And I was like, dude, it's, it's amazing to see how much you have changed. Right. Going from a trailer in Wyoming with, I think, two or three wives and I think a couple babies to a Lehigh house with like 16 people in this house. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, it's changing. It's getting bigger, but it's, a, it's amazing how what used to be acceptable is not acceptable. And that's probably just the trajectory of life and how we change, start our lives, make more money, so on and so forth. But I echo back to, do you remember when we saw Cody's dad's ranch? Yes. One, they're on a ranch, so that's fairly sizable, I would imagine. And their house was so small and Mm -hmm. cozy. Yeah. But in this way, he's in some ways making fun of Janelle for wanting to live in a small, cozy house. Yeah, like it's silly. That's exactly how your dad was living. Like, why does he look down so bad on small houses? I, I just think it's amazing to see how much he has changed or his views on things. Another point here is that I think Janelle is being very careful that one, I'm putting my money into building this house. I'm finally going to have something that's mine. Yeah. Her estate, no matter what, whenever they do end up paying coyote, coyote pass, she still has to get that deed only in her name. That's going to be such a battle. Because Cody was fucking smart and his name's on fucking everything. Yep. Which is why considering if, if you really respected these women, wouldn't you? That's like that's like something that's there. So why wouldn't you just give it to them, each of them on their own? Too logical. Janelle says, the reality is I don't know if Cody will ever get his poop in a group and build out there. There is really such a thing as really good high fences, and we can put those between the property, so I don't even have to interact with them. Now, this is where I think Janelle's in the wrong. I need Janelle to have no fences. I need Janelle to have giant windows facing Cody and Robin's future home on Coyote Pass. I need them to witness the cowboy coming over. I need them Staying to witness for the weekend. I need them to witness Janelle sunbathing in her garden. <laughs> like I need them to see that. We can dream. You know what's wild? Hmm. Because I would imagine Cody and Robin's future second McMansion is a little bit more inland to Cody Pass versus the road. Mm-hmm. That would mean whenever they go in and out of the house, they are probably passing Janelle's property. Yeah, I think so. It's it writes itself. I low-key kind of wish, which obviously that's not how the divorce would have gone, but somehow Christine like gave her land to Janelle, even though it's like across Cody and Robbins. I feel like, I don't know, her house is in the trees, but her garden's over there and they can't get away from her. (laughs) She's everywhere. She's surrounding them. That would be the ultimate storyline is somehow Mary, Christine, and Janelle, like all of those properties just go to Janelle. Wouldn't that be great? And they get like... She has more land than Cody <laughs> yeah, and Robin, Robin and Cody. That would be epic. Oh, that would be a great story. We see Cody trying to get out of having to do literally anything for Janelle and keeps asking if the apartment complex lets them hang art. When they confirm like the fourth time that yes, they can hang art, they will fix the walls after. His only reaction is awesome. Cool. 
Janelle cracking up says, we're all just trying to fill in the spaces here, including Savannah, when (laughs) the deepness of the sink is thoroughly discussed. Cody says, why am I talking about a deep sink? I'm never going to do dishes in there. And my comment was, so it'll be exactly the same as it was in Lehigh, Vegas, Flagstaff, probably Wyoming. Nothing changes. Cody says, I have a whole life outside of Savannah and Janelle, but whenever I'm with them, I don't talk about any of my other life. That consumes most of my time and life. I don't have anything else to talk about. Essentially saying that my life with Robin and her family consumes 98% of my time. So when I'm with Janelle and Savannah, I can talk about 2% of what I do, which is essentially nothing. Bro, get a hobby. Like, get away from Robin a little bit. Jeez. You know what I find interesting is that the way he words that as, oh, when we're together, I have to talk about me. I can't ask them about them. Yeah, why can't he talk about their life and learn about them? Because he obviously has no idea. Like, Savannah, how's school? How's your hobbies going? What are you up to? Do you need some help with anything? Why doesn't he take up a hobby with Savannah? The Janelle thing, I just think it's, there's just too much there for them to even bring up a conversation. So he really should talk through Savannah. Bummer to see, but it, it is clear that Janelle was smart about the living situation, the apartment. This is a safe space. I mean, she even mentioned the the argument from the last apartment still kind of weighed heavy mm-hmm. on her. And that happened in that old apartment. It was a pretty intense fight. This being the safe space for her, I'm I'm happy she went through this process. And I am happy that Cody realized very quickly, he's like, I am not going to be living here. I can kind of feel that energy. I'm like, well, you should be feeling that energy that you're not welcome to live here. Cody says it's sad because this isn't the deal we made, but he abandoned Mary. So like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. I do love that Janelle is very with it. She will not be bamboozled. She says this is to excuse his bad behavior. She continues on and says, he has never come to me and said, hey, I love you. I miss you. I want to get this back together. It's always, you don't want to get the family back together. And I'm done with that. Cody says, I can't get the puzzle pieces back together, but I'll ask her again next week if she wants to reconcile. It's painful every time. Maybe I should get more serious about it. Yeah, it's wild that Cody still expects this magical reconciliation with no work put in done nothing again the one dinner and he was like what the heck so yes should potentially get more serious about it make that counseling appointment you said you would six months ago come around more often our last scene is with mary in parowan and i liked the metaphor i think i'm in the minority but i see where we were going i liked it i thought it was very sweet she had to get some trees removed two of the three in the front of the house in Parowan, to be exact, and she's really sad about it. At this point, we get kind of a replay, almost word for word, of last episode where she talks about the conversation with Cody at their most recent anniversary. But we do get a tidbit of new information. Mary talks about a little bit more of that conversation they had and how Cody didn't really want to work on this. He doesn't see the point in moving forward about how Cody doesn't believe they can get back what they had. 
Mary says, that's fine. That's okay. She doesn't believe in moving backwards, only forward. She suggested that they like learn about each other again and be curious. And he simply said he didn't want to. Like there's no trying to read between the lines and think, oh, he didn't mean it or he meant it this way. I just want Mary to move on and be happy. Even though I know this storyline is going to get a bit dry because she words it this way. But I feel like we're going to get the same energy in future episodes leading up to that conversation you mentioned where she essentially legit tells him like, I'm done. Yeah. I loved that both Christine and Janelle confirmed exactly what Mary said. They were very in love. He was very attentive. Like he was such a good husband that they, they were had no red them. flags. Exactly. They were, they were drawn to the family. Yes. They were like, you treat her so well. Like, like I want to be a part of that. Yes. That's what I want. Bamboozled. If you think about it, if we believe what Cody said about, I was never in love with you, then we need to start thinking about you as the ultimate con man. Mm, yep. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. After the trees came down, Mary says that it's not as bad as what she thought it would be and that it is not what she feared. And I love that we can tie that back to her relationship with Cody. Yes, of course, it's terrifying after what, 32 years of being with someone, being in a marriage with someone, and then all of a sudden you have to decide yourself if you're going to move on. It's probably terrifying but I don't think it'll be what she fears on the other side. I don't think any of them have admitted this, but I'm sticking to my theory that Christine was the one that showed them the way that you will be okay without Cody. Yeah. There is a life after Cody. Having an example set of what could be makes it a lot less scary. So we get a few snippets of what we're going to see next week. I don't really know what Cody and his friends are doing. They say that they're farmers trying to get the harvest, but like that's not what's happening here. So they're, I don't get they're it. Moving a trailer. That's all they're doing. That's what I couldn't get. I was like, are we taking it somewhere? Although I do love him working at all. He relates it to being a cowboy. I, yeah. It's like just anything means no. cowboy. <laughs> We see Janelle and Christine talking in the car and then again at, I believe, Christine's house and just talking about the estate and kind of what Janelle needs now. Uh, Something that I'm sure we will all be fired up about is the segment in his interview where Cody says, Robin and I are going to be like this as he presses his palms together and says, you will not separate us. That's kind of the problem here. No, that's what this is all about. I think it was a great episode. I did. I could have done without the massive repeat sections, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's Sister Wives. <laughs> I even agree with you. You kind of opened my eyes to the messaging at the tail end of the episode. So I feel like that was helpful for Mary and yeah. it was a good metaphor. I do love a good metaphor. The moment with Janelle in the apartment was a lot more than I expected. It was so awkward. It was awkward, but it was good. My girl Savannah was doing anything. Look at the sink. Looking forward to next week. I'm really excited to see what this, like, what's the topic while we're talking about Robin and Cody? How does that come up? Looking forward to all of that.
Thank you always for hanging out with us, for listening, for sending us messages and comments. It's always so fun to interact with you guys. Yeah, all the messages are huge. Ellie shows me everything, especially DMs that we get. Uh, and it always brightens our day. We always yeah. have a good, either a good laugh, depending on the message, or it's something sentimental. So we do appreciate all of you. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to y'all later.